Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the show. Thanks for coming along. I'm delighted to be joined today by Noel Dykes. Noel is the founder and CEO of Frankly, a very cool HR tech company, which is on a mission to help businesses have the most empowered, engaged and productive people possible. And even better, they're based in Ireland. So Noel, thanks very much for joining me today. No worries, Ben. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. So thanks to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Whereabouts are you based? Based out of Sligo, my hometown. Um, nice. So, so yeah, based here uh, with, a, I suppose, a very much a disputed team, but yep. we're all working across uh, across Ireland. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about HR tech, but if you're listening to this, Sligo is an absolutely wonderful part of the world. So do try to get there if you ever get the, the chance to roam free again. So, Noel, let's, let's dive on into it. Do you want to start by giving us your background and then we'll have a bit of a look at Frankly? Yeah, no worries. Uh, so background in, in software, uh, software engineering predominantly. So we've studied in, in, in DCU, started my career at IBM in Dublin, and then uh, decided to go to Australia for a year, which ended up being uh, three years and then nice. six, six and a half in New Zealand. So, uh, so spent quite a bit of time away, I suppose, progression in roles from, from doing, from, from building software to managing technical teams to consulting in software, uh, to in my last role in New Zealand in Wellington, I was practice manager with accountability for uh, somewhere in the region of 100 people at one point, and a focus on client and, and on business transformation. So very much, you know, that kind of blend of, of I suppose enough. <laughs> I know enough yeah. about technology to be dangerous, <laughs> but my, but my my passion and uh, what I came to understand. Um, and my my focus really was on on people and how we develop people and how we engage people. Yeah, that's great. And Wellington's a wonderful part of the world too. So it <laughs> is. It's a beautiful place. You've enjoyed your travels. So yeah, can you tell us about Frankly? What do you Frankly do, and who do you help? Yeah. So I suppose again, just rewind back to Wellington in New Zealand. What what I noticed as we were scaling, working in in a, a fast growing consulting company and working with a lot of companies that were growing was, you know, culture is very, uh, very difficult to scale. Um, we had a lot of really smart young people come to a graduate program. And what I noticed was their interaction or, or what they wanted from work was very purposeful. They wanted much more interaction, much more like say, they wanted to have a say mm-hmm. early on in their career in the business. And what we found and what I really noticed was the tools and technology and a lot of a lot of the approaches to performance and recognition and feedback, call it what you want. And, um, you know, they, they were very still very traditional, very static, quite yep. rigid and very top down. So the idea for Frankly was to build a, a software as a service, you know, a platform that really scaled with organizations, but also put the individual at the center of all things performance and all things engagement. So how do we maybe model some of you know, what's happening in people's personal life in terms of social media, in terms of instant gratification and feedback and start to bring some of those, I suppose, routines and habits and expectations into the workplace. 
So frankly, you set out to really modernize the core of all things end-to-end performance management with a focus on that real time, with a focus on being much more people-centric. And guess what? Rather than it being a once a year activity, yeah. you know, we, we've now moved, we, we've really moved the dial to conversations that are, are bi-weekly or monthly around performance, check-ins with managers, coaching conversations, and the individual feels much more bought into, uh, has a clear understanding of what they're doing and how their contribution, you know, kind of feeds that, that wider purpose and the wider priorities of the business. Yeah, right. That's, that makes sense. And how did you work out what you're going to cover? So you've, there are so many options in terms of the circle of employment from start yeah. to finish. How do you work out what components to put in and to leave out? Yeah, that's a great one. I think our focus, you know, like if we, if we re- kind of rewind back to where frankly started, like we were very much on the connectivity and probably more engagement led. So mm-hmm. like putting like-minded people in front of one another, you know, pulse surveys and, Engagement is great. And, um, you know, there's a lot of interest in engagement solutions. What we found uh, when we went to validate that market um, in Ireland, like it was more of a nice to have. What we found time and time again was executives and HR directors were really struggling of getting a handle on performance, on how people were performing, underperformance, and also how actually rewarded recognized you know the up and coming shining stars and really gave them a career within the organization so what we then decided to do was to really double down on performance and performance management and while performance management you know in a lot of circles still has maybe some bad connotations or gets a bad rap for um for maybe how it's viewed it's really really important it's really critical and what we've noticed, and especially in the last 12 to 18 months, that that emphasis on helping people develop their career, helping the underperformers, helping managers be better people managers, um, has really dialed up and a lot more interest in it. So we just focus now in on all the aspects of end-to-end performance management yeah. that are really going to drive better results for businesses. Yeah, and that makes sense. And there's a lot out there on the employee engagement side. Yeah. So maybe there's less on the performance side, but I'm curious, you guys weren't responsible for the coronavirus, were you? Because the world going remote is probably only supporting your business. That's it. Look at, yeah. Like, I mean, it's been a challenging time, right? I mean, there's no doubt about it that this is, you know, extremely difficult and challenging for people. And it's probably not the remote working that we we all had planned, but mm. but look at Ben. Absolutely, you know there has been a, there has been an upside for ourselves, and um, there's also been quite a quite a lot of interest, but honest conversations to say, you know, maybe not now, maybe the timing, you know, even in terms of budgets, etc. So we we acknowledge all of that, but um, but yeah, I would say there's a stronger emphasis on supporting people. Obviously, well being is featured. Yes. Uh, uh, rightly so uh, as number one but I think as we around you know that this is going to be uh, this is going to be the future there is going to be a hybrid approach to how we come out of all of this um, I think what we're doing and the space we're in is going to mature um, and I definitely think, you know it's, it's, it's going to feature um, on, on every executive's table uh, up and down the country or yeah. internationally yeah absolutely 
So could you just give us a quick overview of the product itself? Because you've got some really nice sort of elements to it. You've got the goal setting and mm. pulse surveys, the one-to-ones. You know, how do you, what, what's in there and then how do you tie it together? Yeah, so again, look, take a traditional, we're really tra- challenging the traditional thinking of this once a year, big bang approach to performance management, which is usually we have a conversation with the year that was, we're looking over our shoulder maybe with a lot of data, not a lot of regular insight or regular touch points between the individual and their manager. Uh, and so what we've done is we've taken, a, as I said earlier, you know, very much a ground up approach to put the individual as part of the process. So have them engage in regular conversations with their manager, have them in, engage in regular one-to-one coaching, mentoring conversations with, directly within Frankly have them have a clear understanding of what the business is trying to achieve. So we've led with the objectives and key results. So OKR, goal setting framework. And we really like that because of its alignment and its transparency. So directly within our product, the company strategy is public to everyone. And so I can come and see, oh, okay, this is what the business is setting out to achieve for the year. And when I go to create my own goals or have a conversation with my manager, at a team level or at a department level, I can start to really understand how alignment features, how my role and what I'm doing and my contribution is going to feed the greater good. So goal setting features regularly and really moving that conversation into a regular one-to-one so that we're discussing performance. We're setting goals quarterly where as managers, we're removing blockers, we're helping people develop their careers and then, you know, yeah, the other elements around coaching and mentoring. And we still do run performance review cycles. But what we believe is with regular data points and much, much more richer data points, um, we can have a meaningful, fairer performance review cycle, whereby the individual is getting a, a chance to, to reflect on their performance, maybe get some 360 or peer feedback. And then the manager does a review with all these data points from, from one-to-ones, from coaching and mentoring outputs, from praise and recognition, which is another big part of our product. So we're really encouraging every individual to have a voice within the organization and, and frankly, is, is that voice. So that element of giving unprompted feedback, giving praise, sharing ideas, and giving feedback to peers. Yeah, that's excellent. I've had countless occasions where I've been on site doing projects and doing group feedback sessions with employees and all that sort of thing. And all these issues come to the fore so many times, not getting yeah. enough feedback or the, the goals aren't clear enough, uh, or it's, as you say, a once a year annual review as opposed to regular feedback and adjustments along the way. So I really love the way you built this out. Who are your ideal clients for this kind of work? Yeah, so currently um, in Ireland, in the UK, we're targeting companies with between uh, 20 and 2,000 employees, uh, predominantly knowledge-based sectors such as uh, ICT or professional services. So those companies that are, you know, either in a growth mode, they're growing and they're uh, maybe not growing super fast. So we're working with a lot of scale-ups, but we're also working with a lot of more traditional companies that want to move what they're doing from paper-based to be much more, uh, not not just digital, but be relevant. So again, if we reflect on COVID, a lot of organizations that were paper-based in, in, in their approach performance and probably had quite a good process, mm. it just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, 
coming back to your point there, Ben, on, on goals and transparency and, and feedback. Again, now with people truly distributed, it's really, really important um, that organizations have a platform or, or a mechanism to, to really um, you know, hone in on this, give feedback, and also acknowledge where feedback's been given and drive some data and reporting out of that. Yeah. So, so our ideal customer um, is in that SME range, so small to medium-sized business. Uh, and we're seeing you know, a lot of interest across a lot of sectors. Staff and recruitment's been quite strong. Again, software, quite strong. Mm-hmm. And professional service companies. Oh, that's excellent. That's, that's good to hear. And I'm an HR guy, but I'm also a bit of a marketing nerd. So what are you doing to grow the business? How are you finding new customers for your business? Yeah, uh, so a lot of it at the minute has been outbound. So we um, we have invested in and continue to invest, I suppose, in, in thought leadership and trying to um, somewhat educate the market on, on yeah. you know, what is... Uh, some some new thinking uh, in in terms of the benefits and you know shifting from maybe setting KPIs to OKRs and um, where to start with feedback. I think I think when we talk to a lot of organisations, their maturity or their concerns is around where do we even start. So we have invested a, a lot in content marketing, uh, and then from a from an outbound perspective, we're also you know invested in a CRM and trying to get quite targeted. Um, we, we do a lot of outreach through LinkedIn. We find a lot of our um, a lot of our target customers in terms of a HR director or, or an operations uh, person is on LinkedIn. And so, again, we try and engage them in relevant content at relevant times throughout the year mm-hmm. and, and build up that relationship. Um, and just more recently, you know, we're starting to, to look at uh, how do we drive more inbound through the likes of G2 or Captera and with our early customer traction, start to get reviews, testimonials, and case studies to, yeah. to really help us yeah. frame that. Yeah, that's very good. And on the, the content marketing side and the LinkedIn, you finding mm. it's more crowded these days, things everyone's pushed online with the COVID outbreak? Yeah, I think so. Look, at when, when COVID uh, broke, Ben, to be honest, we, we decided to reverse out. We turned off all paid advertising. We went completely manual and, and, and quite personalized um, and acknowledged that initial months directly after uh, after COVID broke, like people were just getting their heads around what was happening. Um, and it's definitely, definitely got quite, you know, quite noisy. Um, and I think, you know, the purpose of LinkedIn is maybe the lines are being blurred. <laughs> <laughs> what am I here for? And I, I don't know whether you find it, but I find myself getting more and more in-mails and more, and, and yeah. so much of it is not relevant. So I would say, yeah, it's definitely noisy. Um, but in terms of like having a presence, in terms of if you can really hone in on those target customers uh, at the right time, um, we find you know that goes quite well. If we can get to the not even the decision maker, but a champion who's looking for a solution, like frankly, at the right time, engage their interests, get them on a demo. Uh, guess what? You know our, our chances of success go way up. Absolutely, yeah, that's smart. And do you partner with other HR industry companies or consultants? Um, so partnership is very, very strong on our roadmap and, and is strategic. So, uh, you know, I've come on here talking about performance management, where, but we're in a, you know, we're in a, I suppose, a life cycle or there, there's lots of bits, bits and pieces to HR. So we would definitely look to partner from a, 
from a tools offering perspective. Uh, we don't want to be an island. So like integrating into HRIS systems, integrating yep. into payroll, et cetera, et cetera. We don't want to, and our our primary focus is in on time and attendance and and um and all those areas. Uh, and also, yeah, I would say more and more we're we're probably getting quite a bit of interest from HR consultants, um, especially in international markets, like how they could potentially represent us, um, how they could, you know, do some on the ground maybe uh, implementation we're finding there, there seems yeah. to be quite a bit of interest yeah but to date we haven't um we haven't firmed up you know any of those we're having lots of really good conversations uh, i think uh, a lot of the early investment in product and in in self-serve and in user usability and that ability to sign people up quite easily is probably paying off so we're doing quite well in terms of low implementation cost and friction um but always interested in in partnering with the right people who have the same passion yeah brilliant i love the ui it's very fresh and easy to use and access mm. uh, yeah and on the partnering side certainly the hr tech companies i've spoken to they've grown in leaps and bounds on the partnering with other as you say other hr tech or financial mm. services type products and then the referrals programs i know when i was an hr consultant there wasn't a lot of the software available now, but they would have been wonderful upsells for me as a consultant or a cross sell. Right. So go in, sort out a workplace issue, uh, and then, well, to sustain this or improve performance going forward, here's a, a wonderful tool. Frankly, you should have a, a play with it, have a look at yeah. the demo, go from there. So if no, you're a absolutely. consultant, get in touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, I, I would echo that, Ben. You know, love to hear from people. And, and, and I suppose for us, you know, it, it is, we would take a longer term view on, on some of that. So uh, we probably, you know, don't want to go out partnering with every, with every consultant or every individual, but if there's people who, yeah. who, um, if it resonates what we're doing and, and uh, would love to learn more and certainly uh, have, have a conversation and share more details about what, what we're planning to do in our business. Nice. Nice. Well, speaking of long-term future, what do you see the future holding for your business and also for the HR world and the world of work? Yeah. <laughs> great <Up> question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great question. Look, I think uh, starting with our own business, international scale has been from day one, you know, so uh, I obviously come full circle from, from travels in Australia, New Zealand, back to Sligo where, where I'm from. Um, the intention was always to, uh, grow the product, the engineering and the R&D team out of here, validate uh, what we're doing in Ireland, in the UK and in Europe and scale it back out through Australia, New Zealand. And so that's what we're, that's that's the plan for this year. We've already got some uh, customers currently trialing the product in New Zealand and um, quite a bit of interest from Australia as well. Excellent. So so international expansion and um, raising money to support that fueling the team in terms of marketing and sales uh our engineering capability and our product is, is well up for it uh you know we're, we're we feel ready to scale um and in terms of the future of the future of work yeah i think that is um i definitely i definitely feel we've learned a great deal uh, uh in the last 12 to 18 months in terms of both as you know collectively as teams and as businesses but as individuals and i think individuals are and people are really going to drive the agenda here so flexibility you know more time with family um 
that kind of yeah. that right to down tools and switch off. I really like that. I really support that. Mm. So I think a hybrid model will feature though, because I, I do believe that, um, I do believe that can the connection and that community and work is so important. And I haven't seen that really transition online so well. And I think people are not starved, but they're, you know, they're losing out on the connections with their, with their colleagues. Um, so I think we'll, we'll in Ireland anyways, I know we, we're certainly looking forward to the day where we can go and, and hang out with our, our, our work colleagues more, um, our friends. Absolutely. So, so that's going to drive a lot of, um, you know, a lot of interest in models of work. Um, but I definitely, definitely feel that personalization, you know, the individual, um, we're going to see a huge amount of uh, individuals and entrepreneurship, I hope, um, come out of the flexibility that remote working is going to going to allow. Um, and I think we'll see a lot of people freelancing um, and a lot more people, you know, moving around and choosing to work from some uh, beautiful places and maybe not be so tied to the cities. Yeah. You're not going to try and paint those pictures of people sitting in the Bali cafes with their laptop open watching the monkeys do <laughs> I'm always terribly jealous. Yeah, yeah, no, certainly not. But look, I do. It's quite exciting, right? I I think, though, um, for for employers and for companies, though, it's really about okay. So, if this is the future, how do we how do we remain relevant? Um, And I think being really intentional around the routines of engaging people and being really intentional around what performance management means as a whole within the organization you know not just marketing it not just selling them a really good role and then when they join the organization the wheels start to fall off (laughs) i think there's going to be you know i think there's going to be so much opportunity for people um in terms of leveling the playing field if remote work really and truly kicks off which it feels like it is going to um and i think employers are going to have to really realize that the individual and you know what's been coined employee experience i think just the people experience of work uh, a purposeful career not just a job people don't want jobs you know they want they want to hang their hat on something and get stuck in but actually understand their contribution and why they're here and what they're working on absolutely i've been through a few boom bust cycles and yeah. it always makes me think when employers are frantically searching for staff in a skill shortage mm. and they don't think in terms of a sales pipeline or a talent pipeline it's just oh where are they they're not here what I do know. i do but if they're taking this opportunity during the bad times let's say to do some of the things you've been talking about really bring out the best in their people support yeah. them help them along these challenging times that's when they'll stick around and refer people to you in in the times when skill is a bit more scarce absolutely no so true a great time to be loyal and to build trust while you know i know again i'm 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 acutely aware that that hasn't been an option for everyone um but i think uh yeah it's talking to a a customer the other day and and i really like their approach of like you know we've just been up front from day one what that looked like um and no surprises and i think again you know people people kind of align with that when you're honest and and upfront. Absolutely. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this as a potential client, or if you're a consultant or an HR tech firm, you think you could refer someone to, frankly, then there's a wonderful opportunity for you to help your client or business to uh, keep the people you want for when the skill shortage does return. So leading to that point, if people do want to learn more about Frankly, what should they do, Noel? 
Yeah, so um, be- best place is to seek us out online. Yeah, so we're we're frankly with an I, so not a Y. Yeah. So uh, frankly, uh, I I dot I O dot I O is our 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 primary domain. So there's a lot of information on our website. You know, you'll find us on LinkedIn. Um, look myself up on LinkedIn as well. You know, happy to happy to engage in 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 conversations around all of this. Um. But you'll find us on social media. You'll find us online if if you search, um, and that's probably yeah, that's probably the best place to start. Yep. Again, coming back to our content marketing, and you know we do share a lot of our thought leadership there. Access to a number of uh, eBooks. Um, we did a very popular um, set of uh, content again during the during the pandemic around like how do we come out of this? How do we start to transition? So. We find time and time again that's still really relevant and, and engaging. So hopefully, you know, people might seek that out and mm-hmm. and uh, get something from it. Yeah, that's great. And before I let you go, how did you come up with the name, frankly? Because anyone who started a business anywhere realizes how difficult it is to come up with a name. <laughs> and I love it. You've done really well. Yeah, no, thanks, Ben. Um, it's a play on, you know, to be frank and to yeah. speak to speak to speak frankly. So uh you know, definitely influenced by, by some people I, I've worked with and and this kind of idea of, you know, let's just have an honest conversation. And uh, if you boil that down, I think so many of us and so many organizations are dancing around, uh, you know, what's really happening in work, how I really feel as an individual, uh, a manager uh, calling out or doing something about underperformance, but going the other way, also acknowledging great work you know, coming up and, and giving feedback in context, saying it, calling it out. So that's where it came from, uh, really, you know, emphasizing the power of communication. And um, my goodness, if we <laughs> if we work on that and, and we're open to two sides, so, you know, the constructive kind of yes. uh, challenging people, but, but respect it, respectively uh, versus calling out great wins and great success, I think. There's a few simple, simple uh, steps there towards a very good model for how we can improve workplace. Absolutely. Well, Noel, I've really enjoyed this conversation and learned so much about Frankly, and I love what you guys are doing and helping employers everywhere. So thank you very much for joining me on the show today. Nice one, Ben. It's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, all the best and, and take care and keep in touch. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.